seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill Palmentier of W. Palmentier Photography. I'm Justin Kerr of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia Piazza with The Spark Social. And together we make up the Marketing Marketing Essentials Essentials team. team. Today we're talking about... Justin Kerr's favorite tools. So, what does that mean? Do you have a toolbox out back that we're gonna just yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> brought a, uh, a hammer, some hammer, some <laughs> screwdrivers. No, it's uh, this is the second part of a three-part series that we've been doing called our favorite tools, and I think we started with Alicia, yes, uh, talking about some of her favorite tools that she likes to use as a social media marketer. Yeah, and so today I'm gonna be talking about some of my favorite tools that I use in my design and branding work. I'm also going to throw in a couple of things for people that are interested in doing sort of their own design, some inexpensive or free tools that they can access that will help them uh, get started. Great. So where do we get? So where do we get started? Where, where he gets? Exactly. A little tongue tied there. <laughs> so we'll start with some of my favorite tools, and I've got you know when I went through my computer to say, well, what are some of my favorite tools? There sure. are so many. Really that I could talk about, but I tried to sort of pick out a few that are, I think, the most critical, you know, yeah. my go-to. Um, obviously, as a graphic designer, I, you know, use the Adobe Creative Suite, sure, Photoshop, yeah. which Illustrator, I, which I use extensively, so yeah. yeah, I get you. So that's kind of a given. But honestly, my favorite tool when I'm doing branding work or I'm trying to come up with a concept is pencil and paper. Which just surprised me when I saw that on the list. I, I, yep. you know, that's kind of going old school there, buddy. Well, it's old school, but it works. And, you know, it's the best way I find and the quickest way to get your ideas down Mm -hmm. and work out the ideas, discard the bad ones, you know, and iterate as as any other process. Because if I start on the computer, I'm already limited. But if I sit down with a pencil and paper, then I'm not limited. I can, you know, I can... I, I can get the ideas out as fast as I can sketch. Sure. And I just find it a little bit more open-ended. So uh, you guys probably recognize this uh, uh, logo. Yeah, the AbleX logo that I did. Well, where I started with that was with these sketches. So We're going to have to post this well, for the Can we describe the these podcast? real quick? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Justin has actually uh, handed us uh, one of those a piece of vellum, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's like a tracing, yeah. a piece of tracing paper. But then he's also handed us, basically it's a bunch of different sketches that were basically, I would say, the beginning process of the logo. Exactly. And you can see some of the ones on there are just like, what were you thinking? But if you don't get it down on paper, mm-hmm. you can't say, you can't evaluate it and you can't discard it. Sure. That you know? is correct. That's a great, that's a great point. When you see it on paper, you know exactly what you don't. Want. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's garbage. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and... and I love it. Oh, I love it. If I started on the computer, I think it's a little too precious. Like, everything I put down on the computer, I'd feel like, oh, that's valuable. I want to save it. Mm-hmm. Whereas on, on pencil and paper, it's easy to discard. It's easy to go, nah, that's not working. I'm going to mm-hmm. move on. So um, we so are I, looking at three pages of Justin's thought process, essentially. Right, and all my little my little birdie sketches that I did for this particular for brand. Abelix. Your brain on three pages of paper. Yeah, and the reason I like to use tracing paper is if I if I have one that I like, I'll 
but I want to change something about it, I'll put a piece of tracing paper over it, copy just the stuff I want, and then you know add oh, okay. to it or change something about it. I, you could also do that with a copy machine, you know, copy it and, yeah. you know, and change it. But I find it's quicker with the tracing paper. Now, not, not to get too far off track. Now, how does the process go from that tracing to bringing it over to, say, Photoshop or InDesign or whatever you're using? So once I have three or four ideas that I think are worth fleshing out further, I'll scan them in and I'll bring them right into Illustrator and I'll start working digitally. Okay. But by then I've eliminated dozens of iterations, yeah. iterations yeah. that were not working. And so like a narrowing funnel, I'm getting down to the ones that I think are most successful and that I can really develop. And then then I can start adding color and I can start mm-hmm. working with typography. But I have to start on pencil and paper because otherwise I'm not um, I don't feel like I'm giving it the full process. Cool. So, so we will post these creatives, Justin? Yeah, I can uh, scan them in, right? Yeah, I'm actually uh, I have them scanned in because I they're on my uh, the portfolio page on my website. So actually, I'll put a link. I'll put a link to this project. The case study for that. Yeah, I, was the say, ca- I thought it looked familiar. Yeah, and it's got the before, the after, all the sketches. So I'll put a link to that in the show. That, that was Ashley Davies, the one that uh, who was on our podcast. Uh, That's right. A few yeah. months back. Cool. That's right. Yeah. See the making of her logo. Yeah, and. <laughs> She never saw the sketches. Uh, well, she's going to see them now. Well, yeah. She'll, I mean, she could see them after the fact, but it's too early in the process to bring the client in when you're at the sketching sure, stage. Sure, sure. You know, yeah, because you don't want them looking at it going, but I really like that one oh, better. Yeah, I like that one. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want that one. <laughs> you might think you do, but you don't. Okay, so the next thing. I, All right. I, what is a UX pen? I see that on your list. What exactly is that? Uh, UX pen is a wonderful online tool for uh, building prototypes. So when I do websites, I don't start with mock-ups of, you know, the visual design. I start with uh, a very basic gray screen prototype. So Alicia's familiar with this because she and I worked on a project together that I had to build a prototype for. And UX Pen is just a great online tool for building these interactive wireframes that you can then use to sort of flesh out the site in its sitemap, its structure, block out the content, get all the basic stuff down. Because what happens oftentimes if you start with the visual design, client can get very excited about the visual design, but the content and the structure is really what's driving the whole site, Mm -hmm. not the visual design. So we start with the structure, work that out, get all the content blocked out before we ever deal with visual design. UX Pen just happens to be a tool I've discovered that I can build interactive prototypes really quickly. Yeah, and because it's online that I can share the link with the client, they can go and they can poke around and, and click through like. and see what that looks like. Uh, and it even has an um, annotation tool where you can put notes in there. So if the client wants to make oh, so a note. Client, client's allowed to actually go ahead and make notes for yeah. you. To... Yeah, and it's great because that way they can just tag something and say, oh, I think we should move this to you know the next page or something. Oh, cool. Well, the next one is the one you kind of touched on a little bit. Yeah, while Creative Suite. Um, smart mock-ups, that's kind of a cool little app that I have. If you want to mock something up like a, a business card or a brochure or a monitor, you know, mm-hmm. to show a website. Smart mockups provide you with these generic mockups of computers, mobile devices, business cards, and then you take your your graphic, your mockup, just lay it on that. you just drop it in and it automatically adjusts it so it you can help the client see what this is going to look like in oh, real cool. time without actually having it produced. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and they've got you know, hundreds of different mock-ups. They have ones for T-shirts. They have one for billboards. They have one for bus stop shelters. They have, you know, just dozens and dozens of these. 
So it's a great way when you're doing a presentation to say, well, we developed your branding and here's what it would look like on a bus stop shelter or here's what it looked like on a t-shirt. Hmm. And it just helps the client visualize how that's going to look in real time. Cool. Now, is that free, Justin? Smart mock-ups? No, it's not free. It's a paid app, but I it's not very expensive. I forget exactly what I paid for it, but it's a, it's not a subscription. It's a one and done, so you buy we, it we once. We can put the link in the notes, it. and people will be able to yeah. check it out and see exactly what it costs. So it's a great tool. What is a gridulator? <laughs> that sounds like a, a Terminator's cousin? What? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Gridulator.com. It's just a website. It's a calculating website. So when I do a website... Um, I'll do it much the same way that you might lay out a newspaper or a magazine. You use a column layout, right? Okay. So you have so many columns per the space that you have Mm -hmm. so that when you put the website together, you have a grid system that you can use to lay out the content so everything sort of falls where you you want it to. Where you want it to. Gridulator just allows you to go in, type in what the overall distance is, you know, the width of the website, how many columns you want, and then it'll give you this long list of, well... They sh- you know, based on how many columns you want, you can do them this size with a gutter of this size in between. It's just a calculation device. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. I, I, was, I was assuming it wasn't something like f- football related or something like no, that. No, no. It's just for doing website grids. But, you know, because I went to art school, um, I need people to help me with math. The math, yeah. So this is a very good tool. Google <laughs> Fonts. Now... I love Google Fonts. Oh, explain this to me. I've never heard of Google Fonts before. I, I know either. I know Google like, does all kinds of things, but yeah. I've never heard of Google Fonts. Are you guys yanking on my chain No, here? seriously. No, no I'm never. serious. Right. I'm not... Uh, trust me, if I was playing with you, I'd let you know, but okay, I, I, well, I've never heard of it. it. As part of Google's effort to take over the entire world... <laughs> Um, domination. They they have there's a website um, called Google Fonts, and they have about 915 fonts available. Now the nice thing about Google Fonts is they're free, right? Mm-hmm. So you can find exactly the font that you want to use, and you can either use it online on a website, or you can download it for use in print. Can you pull it into say a, a Adobe or? Yep. Really? Absolutely. For free? Yep. Doesn't cost a thing. I just found a new place for me to go check out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You suggested the other day that we try serif fonts, not sans serif. No, I didn't even ask you what that meant. Now I see. <laughs> Alicia wants comic sans. So. Okay, right? <laughs> no. Well, I... <laughs> Justin's going to kill me now now that I've said that. I also like the, I'm just ignoring you. I also like the interface (laughs) that Google has because they have a really nice layout so you can scan all the different choices really quick. Within like the family of the font, like what, or is there, I guess, categories? Well, yeah, over here on the right, you've got categories. So you can search by serif, sans serif, display type fonts, handwriting style fonts. So if, if I just select handwriting, it brings up all the fonts that look like Oh, that's Either very cool. Script so if you were trying to do like a graphic piece that had that certain element to it, you could just quickly filter. Just for those of you who are listening yep. at home, Justin's actually got it up on his computer screen right now, kind of just showing us uh, all the different options. Yeah. And it, it, it's pretty, it, there's a little checbox on the side that you can decide on the, the number of, I, I'm hard cool. to see from here. But we're saying, so cool. What are those little checkboxes with the sliders on the bottom right-hand side there, Justin? Um, oh, you can also look by um, select by number of styles, the thickness of the font, the slant of it, the width of it. Oh, that's, that's so you can actually narrow it down to what you want it to be. Right. So, I would I'll put a show uh, a link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Google Fonts is great. The best part about it is the fonts that are in here are all quality fonts. So a lot of free font sites that you go kind to, of cheap looking, and have garbage fonts. You know, they weren't built really well. 
the thing about a professional font is that it's created by a fontographer, mm-hmm. which is you know a professional font designer and creator. Never knew there was such a thing. And there is. There's somebody that does everything nowadays, isn't there? Well, if you if you want the font to look right and perform correctly when you put long passages of text together on your website or in print, you need a fontographer to build the font correctly. There's a lot of moving parts in a font. I believe it. I just wow, I just never, never heard of it. Wow, right. That's crazy. So all the ones on Google are professionally made. Cool. And they're free. That, and, that just amazes me that they're giving that away for free. I know. Yeah, well, well trust me, they're they're getting in the advertising. They're, they're, sure. they're yeah, they're they're getting what they need from you. Oh, I'm sure. But you can't beat free. No. So, okay, so next. <clears throat> all right. So um, creativemarket.com. Creativemarket.com is, uh, is one of those sites where you can go and find uh, design assets. Mm-hmm. So they have fonts available. They have background textures available. They have um, icons and all just sorts of little creative elements mm-hmm. and design elements that you can purchase if you're looking to put together a particular So you don't project. have to reinvent the wheel, basically. basically. It's so hard yeah. for me to not want to pull up each and every one of these websites and tools <laughs> as you speak. Like, I'm still on Google Fonts. I'm not going to go to creativemarket.com. But that yeah. sounds really cool, too. Okay. It, it is. And it's, you know, the stuff there, you have to pay for it. Yeah. But, but it's all priced very reasonable. And the Creative Market, uh, the way they do it is each individual artist submits their design mm-hmm. to Creative Market. So you're, you're buying it directly from that artist. Now, I'm sure the Creative Market gets a cut of that. but yeah, Of course they get a cut of it, yeah. Aww. But you can patronize these artists directly, which is nice. I just hope they don't have it set up the way your next one has it set up. <laughs> can we skip that one and move on? No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, Because I, mean, I actually happen to belong to them. Uh, right. And I can tell you they don't pay their... Might as well say who they are. Go ahead. Yeah, iStock Photo. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a member of iStock Photo, and they pay pennies, on, I mean pennies right. on the dollars to their So it's not a get-rich scheme. It's not even make-a-money scheme for a photographer, <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, I'll give you a rough estimate. About 90% of the of the cost of whatever you pay for one of those photos goes directly to iStock Photo. Yeah. So 90 well, to 95. I, from the, you know, your side of things, I can see where that's you know not very lucrative for you. I sold five st- five photos on that site yeah. and got to be able to buy a cup of coffee. Okay, so well, thank you for the idea. <laughs> Sorry, starving artist. From, from my end, I f- I find it to be a tremendous resource. Um, they have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill. I, you know, I don't know what to No, no, I'm just busting your chops. Um, I understand. It's we've a good talk- thing you have other revenue sources. We've besides- talked about this before. There, right. there is a legitimate time when stock photos are needed and, yes. and used. My bigger gripe with the whole stock photo industry is it's not like it used to be where you could buy directly from the photographer the stock photos. You're almost forced to go through these clearinghouses like iStock Photo or Shutterstock or... And Master uh, file. And yeah. all those guys take huge profits off the it's photographer. It's just the way the industry's going. Yeah, sad, you but know? it is what it is. But again, I get why you guys need it, you know? Yeah, and I, you know, I have a subscription. Mm-hmm. So for a certain amount of money every month, I have, uh, I think, like 100 downloads mm-hmm. available to me. And even if I'm not going to use the image as a finished piece, it's a great way to mock stuff up. Sure. So if you're working with a client and you need to block out, say, a brochure or something like that, you could go to iStock Photo, download the, the kind of stock photo that you're looking for, the style, the type. Yes, yeah, so you get something close. Right. Yeah, and then you people can, have a hard time visualizing, right? Like yeah. They can't see like if that block is for like a, 
a photo of people. Right. Yeah. So you can use the stock photo to, to mock it up. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to go to a professional photographer and say, hey, this is the kind of thing we're looking for, it's a great tool. Yeah. You know? right. I'm with you on it. I, like I said, I understand why. It's sort of, you know... Every industry yeah. has its has the bane of its existence, you know. Right, right. Some of us have <laughs> Fiverr. Some of us have right. There, <laughs> I could go on a similar rant, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's another podcast. That's, that's be, a different podcast. So <laughs> we haven't done one of those podcasts, have we? <laughs> um, yeah. So I I stock rant photo. It's uh, it's been a good resource for me. And and quite honestly, there's some incredible stock photography on iStock Photo. Right. No, they They're do. The first to tell you, they it, do it's really quality good stuff. stuff. And again, there are sites where you can go and get free stock photography, but the quality is not good, and then the resolution, I mean, it, is limited. Yeah, right. So yeah. there's, I think, to get the most bang for your buck, I find iStock, iStock Photo is is good yeah. for me. Yeah, I would put them iStock, Shutterstock. Um, there's a few other ones <laughs> um, that I would that I would say yeah. ones to go towards, but yeah. And what's interesting is a lot of them. I'll go from the same Have place. the same photos. Well, yeah, because iStock uses Getty Images. iStock's so, owned by Getty. So, so is Shutterstock. Yeah. So, so you're going to find a lot of the same, same photos. I just happen to have an account with iStock. I've had right. it for a long time. and I mean, Shutterstock's great, too. I happen to like Masterfile. Masterfile's a great mm-hmm. stock photography site. They're much more expensive, but some of their stuff is tremendous, you know, as far as quality and, and unique Photos, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. non-typical. But let's move on from stock Sorry. photography. Wow, Bill, uh, get Bill sidetracked the whole conversation. So those are some <laughs> of my favorite creative tools. And then for organization and focus, uh, Basecamp, uh, I use that for organizing projects. Well, we use that for this podcast. That's right, we do. That's, yeah, that's a great. Yeah, and there's a lot of these kind of Trello, uh, Asana, Airtable, Infusionsoft. Yeah, well, Infusionsoft's more of a CRM, CRM. actually, yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Trello and Asana. Um, They're like task management. Yeah. So you have Basecamp. And then the next one is Drop, Dropbox slash Google Drive. Right. I've been using Dropbox for a long, long time. And it's great, not just for you know providing files to your clients or sharing files with your clients, but I'm able to put all of my project files offline. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this recently, you remember my laptop turned into a brick. Yep. Yep. And the hard drive was just garbage. Yep. Fortunately, because all my client files were on Dropbox, you were okay. And I had uh, my system backed up on an external hard drive. It took me about a day once I got my yeah. new laptop to get everything back in and get up and running again. Well, it's an yeah. inconvenience. At least you didn't lose everything. I didn't lose yeah. a thing. Yeah. We we use it too for uh, sharing files. So like if you need to share, like if clients mm-hmm. are taking pictures and they need to get them to us, or their photographer needs to get them to us then they can just Dropbox it mm-hmm. to us or Google Drive. Yeah, Dropbox is, a, is an incredible... I, I use Google Drive more than I use Dropbox, but... That's good, too, yeah. Same, yeah. Same, they, they both do same the same, thing. pretty much the yeah. same thing. Yeah, and but, uh, the syncing feature is nice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I'm working on Dropbox, uh, it just sits on my laptop like a folder, and it's like I'm working on a local file. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it works. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the next one... Toggle, which is what I use to track my time. I like Toggle. I, I use them from time to time. Yeah. it's what's Not nice? near as much as I should, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, what's nice about it is even the free level of Toggle is pretty robust. Yeah. yeah. Now, you can go up a couple of levels and they add some features to it, but for just basic time tracking, it's hard to beat. And even at the free level, I can pull up reports. So if I want to see like how much time I spend on a particular project... I can pull up a report and it'll show me exactly how many hours and it'll break it down 
based on the categories that I created. Yeah, yeah, and you can actually do categories and subcategories. Yes. So, so you may have a, uh, multiple projects going on with the same client, and right. you can have them broken down by, okay, I worked an hour on this project and an hour on that one. So when it comes to billing time, yeah. you can do the two separate bills. It's great. I feel like you've talked about Toggle before. I feel like everybody has that one like go-to brand that they're just like, this well, is I think, my thing. This I think when like, we yeah. talked about great websites, this yeah. is one of the ones this that Justin a, brought up. It looks different from the last time I saw it, I yeah, feel like. But it looks it. good. I like this. Yeah, they, they updated their website. If you remember when we did our webinar way back when. Um, February 2018. Toggle was the site that I used as a reference yep. for a part of my mm-hmm. presentation. They've rebranded a little bit and they've uh, well not rebranded but they updated their website kind of looks like claymation figures now yeah it's cool i i mean i yeah. kind of like it it's fun uh, they actually started uh not too much of a sidetrack here but they actually started doing tv commercials now oh really i saw the commercial for that oh, the other, not okay. too long ago big. Yeah. so yeah, we'll big. post the link to that but in case anybody's like just listening and wants to google it it's t-o-g-g-l no e yes. right uh, many times i've added that e <laughs> Why, why can't I get to the site? It's like, uh, yeah, that's... But anyway, that's... Make it distinctive. Yeah. Okay, so... So what's the next one here? Focus uh, Keeper. Yeah, Focus Promodoro Keeper. Promodoro Timer. Ooh, I feel like I need this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it's just a little app I keep on my phone, and it's basically a timer, mm-hmm. but wow. it's based on the... Not a little pill. Pomodoro Timer method, okay, or Pomodoro Productivity method. So what Pomodoro Productivity method is, it's basically a way for you to focus your time during the day and it's 25 minute blocks separated by small breaks so it keeps you focused for 25 minutes now the reason it's called pomodoro is pomodoro is is, uh, italian for tomato Mm -hmm. right so the guy that came up with this originally was using one of these kitchen timers that looked like Like a a tomato tomato. (laughs) right and he would use this this kitchen timer to help him stay focused on his different tasks with short breaks in between and he would be able to knock out this work and be very productive in these 25 minute chunks. So let me ask this question here. Timer. Does this also track the project that you're doing too or is this a little different than Toggle as far as that? Uh, it it's, not as detailed? It's, no, it's not like Toggle at all. It's a very simple app. It basically does one thing. Well, I just that, downloaded it so I'll tell you how I like it. When okay. I, when I, play I feel like I may just go buy a kitchen timer because the fact that it's on my phone might be a distraction. <laughs> oh, look, Facebook. Somebody just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it should naturally block your pop-ups or hey, something. Hey, there you go. But oh, it, my God. Focus and is so hard when you work on a computer all day. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this one, I get, the next one i got to give you credit for because I'm not a big fan of that kind of noise. But oh, my, my it, chill app. Yeah, we were at... There's another <laughs> place locally that has the white noise machines in the background. It drives me absolutely nuts. But anyway, I, I like... Oh, I, uh, I don't so that's why them. I just... I can't... Well, I... Sometimes when I'm working, I, listen, I can listen to music. Sometimes I can, or I yeah, can listen yeah. to podcasts. When I just need to drown out the noise around me, especially when I'm at home, mm-hmm. uh, this is a great app. So, so you just put your headphones on and just... Put my headphones on. I launch Chill. And it, what's nice is it gives you uh, probably about a dozen different sounds. So there's white noise, brown noise, pink noise. Um, <laughs> no, there's so many purple colors. Noise, of noise. Huh? Well, no, the reason that they're, they're different colors is because they're at different frequencies. So you may find that white noise makes you nuts, whereas brown noise doesn't because it's a slightly different frequency. That's okay, cool. I'll, gi- I'll give it another try. All right. Uh, find but your color of noise. That's fine. My color is not white, the, apparently. The one that I use the most <laughs> often, they call it fan. So you remember the old box fans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Oh, it's, so it's just a fan. That, it's that noise of that fan running. And it's on a, I think it's on like a, I don't know what the loop is, maybe a 20-second loop, but you don't even notice it's looping. 
And it's that fan noise that just drowns out the surrounding noise and I can focus on what I'm doing. Cool. So, yeah, and I think chill was free. You know, I can just record my box fan at home for you and just give you a... Well, you could do that. <laughs> but they have, they have rain. Somebody beat me to it already. Just you know? Bill whispering in the back. They have box oh. fan. Ooh, They've got one that's, that's the noise that, that when you're inside a plane, Sorry. you know, like uh, on a commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of hum. Mm. They have that one, too. The engine, engine tom, yeah. Tom? Yeah. yeah, engine tom. Yeah, good, Bill. Mm. What were we talking about that the other day? The, uh, the whispering, the people talking about it. The voices in your head? No, there's, there's, <laughs> there's actually a whole... I know this is going way off track here. There's actually a whole new style of YouTube videos that are going out there where people are just talking really quiet. All right, that would annoy me. That would... I would... Uh, somebody was telling me about it. I was like, me yeah, me too. I was just like, really? Why? Okay. Moving name, on. There's a name for it. But anyway, we'll go on. We'll, yeah. You can, so, I'll let you figure that one out for the show notes. <laughs> okay. What do we have here? Zoom? Zoom. Which zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah. Zoom's great. I mean, there's, there's a lot of video conferencing software out there. That's I've, what we did our webinar on was Zoom. I right. feel like Zoom has the most functionality. Yeah. Yeah. I've, done, I've used a lot of different video conferencing, conferencing software. I've used GoToMeeting. I've used Skype. Join I've me. used JoinMe. I've Google used Google. Hangouts. Right. And the one that is like the most rock Robust. solid Zoom. Yeah. that I've never been kicked off of or, or had any lag with is Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Now, just full disclosure, if you have, they do have a free account. But that only allows you a maximum of 40 minutes. Right. But you can buy the upgrade account fairly inexpensively. Or you could just make your meetings faster. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last time we ever made one of our Zoom meetings faster? Right? So we use Zoom. We're right here in the small state of Rhode Island. But (laughs) when we're too lazy to drive out of our houses 10 minutes to each other, we Zoom. That's (laughs) right. PJs that way, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. So moving on. You can record your screen too, which is nice. Yes. The next group is uh, what I call inspiration or trend uh, Mm -hmm. tools. So just places where I, you know, keep up to date with what's going on in my industry and where I can sometimes get inspiration from. So medium.com is a great site and they they have their site broken down into categories. So I uh, have a subscription to the design section of medium.com and it's just articles about... What's that? What are the categories that they have? Um, I'm, cur- I'm curious only because I've never heard of Medium. Well, uh, Medium.com has been around for a while. Uh, they have, let me just pull it up here. I feel here. like it's like a catch-all. Like, it's almost That's like you can find asking. so many different things on there. Like They've got uh, health, design, politics, self, startups, tech, culture, doubt. <laughs> Uh, which I doubt that's be, right. Well, maybe like their spiritual uh, section. There's maybe. a lot, but there's, there's a, a lot. Whole, there's a whole other it, page. Never heard of Medium, so it was a new well, one. it's one of those aggregate sites. You know, people contribute to it. Writers, professional writers, non-professional writers, and I subscribe to the design section because there's often really good articles on branding or user interface, and because it comes right to my inbox, it's like, oh, you know, okay. here's here's a you know something I can read up on. And just kind of stay up to date with what's going on in my field. I'm going to look so right much. now and see if they have one about so, uh, social media. Let's see. Do they have one for photography on here, Bill? Uh, I was hoping Well, they have more. a moral link here, so they probably have the more. F- find me some photography stuff. Oh, look at this. Art, some. beauty, books, comics. Probably going to fall into art. They gaming. Tend, they, they tend to push uh, photography under art nowadays. Marketing. Cool. Yeah, I mean, and so when you say inspiration, Justin, you mean like if you're trying to work on like a creative uh, graphic piece or... What do you? What do well, you I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily use Medium for that. It's more sort of staying up to date with industry gotcha. trends. Okay. But occasionally they'll have an article on something 
you know, that's trending or something that's new, and I'll think, oh, I might be able to incorporate this into my, one of my next projects. Mm, yes. So it's good for that. And Wired.com is the same way. You know, they, they have yeah, yeah. A, a, whole, a very robust collection of articles on design and, you know, what's trending and, and what's new. Also tech, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those two are sort of staying up with trends. Pinterest, obviously, is a huge time suck and a big hole to fall I was surprised into. that you use Pinterest. That, that's a new one to me. I mean, I have Can Pinterest. Can I share what go, I had? Go ahead. So I'm working with Justin on my branding process, which I'm super excited about for the Spark. And he had me pin shoes. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I was a little confused. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just a way of getting someone to think about the branding process. Um, it's very difficult sometimes when you work with clients on branding to get them to think about themselves in a, in a way that is provides visual? a new perspective. Yeah. yeah. And, and is visual. So I happen to go into your Pinterest board, your, oh, your personal one. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> and I saw that, well, fashion played a big role in there. So oh, yes. that's why I said, I want you to select five shoes that you think would represent your brand and tell me a little bit about why and pin those to the board that we're sharing. But I also use Pinterest just to, you know, gain inspiration. So, you know, you can sort of filter down to what you're interested in. And it's just a lifetime scroll of, you know, whether it's illustration or whether it's typography or whether it's, you know, graphic design. Mm-hmm. what other people are doing, what other people have tagged. And it's just a great way sometimes to sort of break out of your particular mental mode, you know, break out of a mental rut and say, oh, you know, I, haven't, I hadn't seen that poster in a long time. And, you know, I really like that particular style. Or, oh, I haven't used that font in a while. Or, right. yeah, let me go know. back and check that out, yeah. Yeah, so just kind of, you know, cool. it's great if you've got 20 hours to kill. And, uh, Pinterest is a dangerous rabbit yes, hole on a social yes. media channel. Okay, so we're running short on time here, so I don't want to. All right, uh, not to try to rush you along, but well, I think it'd be good to end up this episode with some things on my list that I want to offer to our listeners, those folks, small business owners, solopreneurs, yeah. who want to do their own design, either because you know they're they're not able to hire a professional or they just happen to like to do their own design. Here's just some tools and some resources that they can use uh, to sort of kickstart that whole process. So one of the ones, and these are very similar, so Canva and Crello. Canva is just a huge repository, and I know Alicia, um, you know, we use it a lot for social media. By no means yeah. do we try to replace for graphic design projects, but you know, you gotta right. get something up quick. But they have a tremendous amount of templates. And idea starters for business cards, brochures, newsletters, also social media graphics. Mm -hmm. So rather than inventing something from scratch, you can go in here. Yeah, something something that'll do in a pinch. Right. Very similar to like stock photos. It's something you want to just. Right. And all the stuff in here is is good quality, right? It's so you can go in here and you can kind of get a a jumpstart on putting together graphics. Now, I wouldn't recommend Canva if you were trying to develop your brand. No. But if you're just looking for uh, a quick graphic for a brochure or for you know your next Facebook post, Canva and Crello, great place yeah, to start. I actually use them for my Instagram post too from time to time because they have the, the ability to do that. So, All right, so buckle up, Bill, because this next one you're going to hate. <sighs> this is a stock photo site. 
that I've used before called unsplash.com. It's a really unusual name. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard of this one. La, 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 but la, la, the la, stock photos here are 100% free. Can I free ones out there that I can provide? I don't know. You might want to vet them, though. Yes, some, 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 some free stock photo sites I would shy away from. Unsplash I'm recommending because the photography here is curated and it's excellent quality and you can download stock photos from this site to use not just online, but they're large enough and high resolution enough you can use them for print. Oh, wow. And they're completely royalty free. I think I use Plexel. I'm going to block that out of the editing process. Is that okay? <laughs> am, I, am I okay to just... I'll just make a high-pitched beep over the top of that. How does that sound? Well, do you, no, remember, no, do you remember when I we can't. were doing, when we were first branding Marketing Essentials team and I had that photo of the the guy with the long beard and the lady yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. in a... Ca- guess where that came from? Unsplash. Came from Unsplash. And now I see it everywhere. everywhere me too. I've mm-hmm. seen it in a couple of the So I'm glad we don't use it anymore. But hey, it got us started before yeah, we had worked. any of our own photography. Good resource for stock photography, if you don't have any money, is Unsplash. Uh, Palator, and we're going to put this in the show notes because I'm not going to even try to spell this. Yeah. It's uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Easy for you to say. But it's a great tool for creating color palettes. Nice. And uh, what you do is when you go to the homepage of Palator, it gives you a little search box, much like Google, where you can put in a keyword or a theme, and it'll generate color palettes based on that theme or keyword. So like, for instance, winter or India, because that's literally what it says on its homepage. Yeah. And then if you click, it'll bring up all of these color palettes that they've curated based on that theme or keyword. Interesting. I wonder what my name would generate. Oh, try it and see what happens. I'll let you know. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) So... Uh, you got two more here. We'll make them real quick here. Two more. Two more. Who's cracking down? Oh, come on. Move down. I want to get past all the stock photo sites. What are the last two? iStockphoto.com. You have as a creative uh, do it yourself. Oh, well, we already talked about iStockphoto. And then slides.com. All right. So slides.com. Um, I know a lot of people are you know, either fans of Keynote, Keynote which yep. is on the Mac side, or PowerPoint, which is on the Windows side. Well, Windows and Mac. Yeah. But if you're looking for an alternative... Uh, slides.com is a good place to go. So you can, it's an online tool. You can make slide presentations, uh, really sophisticated slide presentations, very easily using this online tool. And you can also collaborate. Because it's online, you can, mm-hmm. you know, bring a team together and everybody can together. participate and contribute and make changes. Now, it's not free, but it's pretty reasonable for um, an online tool. And it's very portable, so if you want to like export your slide and presentation you, as a PowerPoint uh, file or as a keynote file, you can do that. Now, wow. have you used this yourself in the past? or I've played around with it a little bit. Because you're a Mac guy, so you probably use Keynote a little bit more. I love Keynote. I'm just getting on board with Keynote because for years I dealt with, with Microsoft. So, yeah. so I, I, mean, I like Keynote. It's just... I've done. I've worked in both. I've done presentations yeah. in PowerPoint, and I've done them in Keynote. I just find Keynote to be Cleaner. a little bit more user friendly, a little bit more design designer yeah. friendly. But I've I've played around with slides uh, a little bit, and uh, for an online tool, it's really robust. Cool. Yeah. So let, let's sum this up. I think go to the I'm website just, and download Justin's list. Yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> I would say definitely look at the. Because uh, I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm assuming uh, we're going to put. All the stuff in the show. Yeah, what I'll do is I'll I'll put this together as a document with all the links, yeah. and we can post it in the show notes. Sure. Yeah, I mean, because there's a ton of information you've got here. 
And I think it would be valuable to anybody that wants to try to play around and check some of this stuff out. So, okay. So, Justin, thank you for sharing your uh, your favorite tools. Not um, a problem. I'm looking forward to your episode with your yeah, favorite tools. Not too tools. far in the future. It's coming up. Uh, it might be some crossover a little bit, only because you and I both deal with the visual end of uh, media. So. Right. But anyway, having said that, I th- ding. Just went off. Time's up. The time's Time, up. This that would, be the, that would be the little buzzer that told us it's time to stop. No, kidding. Um, I guess that's all for this week. Yep. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts, and you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook in our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.